www.godstoriesradio.com Session 61 of God Stories Radio. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. We got a whale of a show tonight. Yes, we do. I got some really... This is part two. Part two of session 60. Correct. Which just blew my doors off. Through a bone and and, and also got some uh, encouragement through it itself. So I don't think the hair's ever laid down off my arm <laughs> since that testimony. No, they're still standing. The testimony of testimonies. I mean her telling the testimonies of the things just the power of god and and how he shows up and i'm not really jealous but i am eager to see that kind of power in Mm -hmm. my own life you know i don't want to be this mamby pamby christian you know that just trots around bless me bless me you know i want to i'll pray for you (laughs) exactly like that gets anything done you know, I was really inspired by what she had to say. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing. So how's your week been, Mike? Um, riding a wave. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't even supposed to be here tonight. That's and true. I was going to let it fly. You know, okay, maybe I wasn't supposed to be here. And um, I spoke to the manager a couple of weeks, uh, about five days ago, and mentioned to him that, you know, you scheduled me on Thursday night, and that's not what you're supposed to be doing. I and know, that work thing's so demonic. I know. <laughs> And um, and I got a sense that, you know, okay, I, I should shut up right now. So I did. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's it. I'll just let it ride. And, and at 1020 this morning, I got called. And he says, okay, the schedule I scheduled for, you want to get those hours in now? I said, okay, I'll be there at noontime. And I was supposed to be here, that's for sure. It's funny that you would say that because Joanna said something about that last week in her testimony where the guy was coming at her with the nightstick and the the billy club and and Mm -hmm. he was threatening to harm her and she wouldn't open her mouth. Right. And she said when you open your mouth, then it's, you know, it's you speaking. Of the flesh. And then of the flesh. Right. And that's, that's really neat that your story this week is similar to that. Like if you would have said something, you would have blown it. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Kind of well, thing. I, I sensed it too. I mean, it was. I tell you, her yeah. testimony opened my eyes to a lot of things. It I'm, did. I'm looking and, and seeking. So Trish, what's going on over there? Oh, I wanted to send some shout outs. Please do. Well, today we're going to go straight to the U.S. of A. All right. We want to send a shout out to Ohio and to Washington State. We also have some listeners that have liked us on Facebook, Lucia Louvre and Brianne Hamilton. Thanks for listening, guys. I know Brianne, and uh, thank you, Brianne, for all your support. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email to godstoriesradio at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Facebook, it's God Stories Radio, and on Twitter, it's at God Stories Radio. You can tweet us. 
tweet us, Twit. <laughs> and we also have a donate button. Yes, we do. Uh, we've been praying for a home for GSR because we know it's uh, a need coming up very soon, sooner than we think probably. So, uh, Like weeks away that we Very know. possible. So uh, help uh, pray f- with us to, uh, for GSR. We need a home. Yes, we do. And we're also believing for the finances to become a 501c3, which is going to take about, what, $850 or so? $850 in, $850 out, isn't it? Yes. No, I was going to do it. I was going to do it ourselves. If we do it ourselves. Oh, okay. It's so only the one eight fifty. Okay. Yeah, All right. Filing fees. Oh, okay. I'm going to practice my hand at that whole legal thing, and we'll see how we'll All see right. how that goes. <laughs> well, we also want to say hello to our friends in Saskatchewan, Canada, North Carolina, and British Columbia, Canada. We've got a lot of listeners in Canada. We don't want we to do. leave them out, even no. though that we're recognizing the states. We. We love you folks in Canada, and we appreciate your support and for listening to God Stories Radio. Yes. Fantastic. So, Trish, why don't you uh, introduce our very special guest tonight? Sure thing. I was, you know, I, I told my husband, I said, of all the times for me to miss God Stories Radio, I cannot miss it tonight. <laughs> because the topic that we have is not exactly the most comfortable topic for... I guess I I didn't want Mike and Fritz to be the ones here without me here. If that what makes are you saying? Sense. And it was almost going to be Fritz. It was like yeah, it was almost going to be just Fritz. Awkward. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we have two young ladies here with us tonight. We have Christy and Sheila. Sheila is a former prostitute, and Christy has ministry. It's called the Glass Slipper Project. Her ministry is to help take these women off the streets, get them in gainful employment. If their children have been taken away, help them get their children back. It's a year-long program, and she'll tell you more about it. With that, I'll give you Christy. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, um, like Trish was saying, the ministry is the Glass Slippers Project. And I guess I can, uh, if you listened last week, you heard my mother give a few of her testimonies. And that is the house that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to see a lot of um, miracles and stuff all of my life. And I would say. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was 15, I, she ran the homeless shelter for the battered women and the prostitutes that she took off the street. It was uh, very exciting, kind of like Christmas. We would come home and, you know, wonder who's new in the house. You know, <laughs> do do they have kids um, for us to play with? You know, and so it was it was very interesting growing up that atmosphere. Um, it taught me a lot how to be you know selfless, you know, and always look out for others because mm-hmm. no matter how bad you think you have it, there's always someone that has it worse. That formed a, a passion in me to want to help others. This one, this ministry really hits home with me um, because I have a sister that was a former prostitute. I knew one of your mother's yeah. kids, so I just had the wrong daughter, that's all. <laughs> See, there you go, guys. <laughs> yeah, my I've other sister. I've been vindicated. <laughs> um, she, she, was, she was a former prostitute. She's doing well now, and so that really... Um, 
you know, I guess it was it very, dis- it, it, it's very, very close to home. It's, it's at the same time very discouraging, you know. I mean, my mother's doing ministry, and then at the same time, it's her own daughter that really needs to be ministered to, you know. And so it, it really, it really hit home for us. And to me, it gives us that, that breaking edge that other ministries don't have. It's one thing to minister to go on the streets and, and do your good deed and, you know, and, and pass out food and, you know, and talk to the girls and try to get them help. And that's good. But when you can stand there in front of them and look at them and, and say, look, you know, I've been there. I know what you're doing. I know how it's going to turn out. I know how your family feels. I know what you're doing to yourself. You know, it, it really gives you that connection that you need to be able to go the extra mile to help them. And so they really respect that and they look for that and it gives them, you know, that extra sheet of comfort that other other people don't have when they step foot to them. Right. They know that so. you know you know yes. their pain. Yes. You know their pain. Yes, from from all sides. <laughs> you know, from from the sister, you know, that's dealing with the the her sister is a prostitute and into drugs and you know, and, and stuff like that. And then to see the hurt that it's caused our family mm-hmm. and the shame and you know, and then to see how she's destroyed you know, destroyed herself and you know and stuff so yeah it really it really helps yeah that's one of the things that I like too that your mom had told me that you guys minister to the whole the whole family it's not just yes we're just to, gonna pluck to that the prostitute off the street but yes you reunite the entire family that's right so I, I've been very very passionate about uh, street ministry for a while you know I like I grew up in a Christian home for most of my life, and you know my mother's done street ministry for years and years, homeless ministry as well. And every Sunday she used to drag us like two hours <laughs> to a different city uh, to go and do street ministry and homeless ministry. So we got to see a lot there. And they would this church we went to in Savannah, Georgia, used to bust them in to feed them and they would give them showers let them take showers and a hot meal and stuff and it was very it was very nice you know it was very humbling to be able to see that as a child and you know know that you know hey there's kids here you know it Mm -hmm. really could be me you You guys came from georgia how did that come about my mother's been here for about two and a half years i am from georgia from jessup originally moved here from brunswick georgia in july i was very comfortable there owned my own business I had a bakery you know owned my own business for five years lived very very comfortable you used a <laughs> word that you shouldn't be using yeah. being comfortable being comfortable that's right <laughs> so my mother she would come up you know I was going through a really rough time with my daughter's father and you know we were about to split and she was like you know why don't you come down you know and, and come and help me and I was like mm, in Orlando no thank you hadn't <laughs> lost there hadn't lost anything there and didn't want to come and so for about several months she kept you know every time I seen her you know um Chrissy why don't you come you know, no mom I'm not coming I, I don't want to go there well why don't you just pray about it why don't you pray about it no I don't want to pray about it because I don't want to go <laughs> finally she wore me down and I was like well you know what I'll pray about it and I really prayed about it. And I said, you know, I'll, I'll do, you know, whatever the Lord wants me to do. You know, that's what I want to do. I want to do whatever the Lord wants me to do. I prayed about it and prayed about it and was going through a really, really rough time in my relationship and stuff. And um, had just split from my daughter's father and decided that, you know what, I'm going to give it 
give it my all no matter where it is so I prayed and you know and I prayed about it and for about eight months I prayed I told the Lord you know and my prayer really was because like I really did not want you know my dad's ill and I want I didn't want to leave from around my dad I prayed and I was like Lord you know you know I want you know my heart you know I want to do ministry you know that's where my heart is you know I want to do what you've called me to do blessed me here you know and I know that wherever I go you'll bless me there mm-hmm. but if you want me to go to Orlando Lord you're gonna have to make it happen because I don't want to go <laughs> but I promise you that whatever you say and whatever you want me to do whatever door you open that's the door I'll walk through like I think Mike was saying or Fritz last week was saying you know don't make promises to God that you're not willing to keep mm-hmm. well you don't <laughs> and so for you know eight months I prayed that prayer and I was like well that should keep him busy for a while because <laughs> I don't want to go so about eight months later my mother um well I, you know I prayed Lord you Lord if you this is what you want me to do then you're gonna have to make it happen you're gonna have to line up everything for me to move and and it not cost me a dime not gas down there not the u-haul not the place nothing you are going to have to bless me down there and put me down there because other than that I'm not going because I don't want to go that's what happened <laughs> and um about eight months later the Lord uh blessed us with every dime that we needed to move to Orlando from Brunswick. I didn't pay for the gas, didn't pay for the house, didn't pay for no deposits, didn't pay for a dime. And I was just, I was I was at all. I mean, I was like, what, you know, I mean, so clearly I know I'm supposed to be here, you know, and so, and that's, it's been... It's <laughs> called confirmation. That's right. And um, it's been... um. I've talked to um, Trish several times over the phone, and it's it's not been an easy road since I've been here. <laughs> it's hard to relocate to Florida. It is. <laughs> it, is. it really is. And so I kept telling her, I'm like, it's not you, girl. It is. It's not an easy task. It you is. Gotta, it's been very, yeah. very challenging, and not literally to the point not knowing where your next meal is coming from. Mm-hmm. You know that challenging. And, um, and it's all to do to do ministry, to do God's work. And, you know, and the thing is, is, you know, I heard somebody say one time that you can tell how big your blessing is by how much Satan is attacking you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I know is he has a huge blessing out for us. So because it's, it's been it's been a real challenge. And but it's been a real faith builder. So I've seen so much since I've been here. I have seen God work and move things especially my finances, you know, to be able to provide for us a place to even stay, you know. And I mean, there I'm not ashamed to say because it's a testimony. There's been a point since I've been here, we, we couldn't pay rent, you know, have had to rely on other people of God's kindness through other people to be able just to have a place to lay our head. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and God has, we have watched it. We have watched God provide every dime that we've needed and has opened up every door. But that's what brought me here. And like I said, I'm very passionate about the the ministry and about these girls. A lot of, I pass out flyers, which is how I met Fritz to begin with. 
um, pass out flyers and talk about the ministry and sell um, baked goods to be able to fund uh, the things that we do do in the ministry, mm. which is how I met him. And um, so, and and I've talked to probably thousands of people so far, and it's I'm from a small country Georgia town everybody's so nice and pleasant yeah. and oh and then you come to Florida you. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um yes you know would give you the shirt off their back and you know and that's just how I was raised and and that's where I come from and then I come down here and um people are like that <laughs> they're uh, they're not like that and um, so it's, it was a huge eye-opener. Just FYI, mm-hmm. it's not the Florida people. <laughs> it's the transplants from other places. Florida people are good people. They're good people. <laughs> well, it is clearly a melting pot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been crazy. Um, it's been a crazy journey so far. I have been, we, you know, I was like, well, you know, Lord, you sent me down here. Let's, you know, I'm so gung-ho. Let's do this. Let's rock and roll. I'm going to contact the the churches and, you know, and, and we're just going to, you know, they're going to open their doors and fling it open to help us. It was very, it was very disturbing to know that that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the I, I can honestly say the last place um that we got help was not a church and um it's, it's it's very disturbing but you know i really believe that um the lord he he takes from the unrighteous to give to the righteous and that those that's how our ministry is going to be blessed is from that it's not going to be from churches um it's sad to say but it's not um because you have a lot of sunday christians and um that's it we really enjoy taking it to the streets, mm-hmm. and uh, if you ever you know see one of our flyers, I can give you one to put up on your website. But it, it's we take it to the streets. We truly take it to the streets, and uh, we get down on their level, and you know we we communicate with them where they are, you know, and we don't judge them, we don't criticize them because we do know where they've been, we do know how they feel, and uh, we just we just kind of open our arms and love on them and give them the things that they need, and you know we want. Um, to be able to open a house here in this area, to be able to house 30 women a year, to be able to put them through a program where they can get recovery, they can get healing, and they can rebuild their life from the inside out, Mm -hmm. because that's what it's really about. You know, Jesus didn't, you know, my mother was just talking about this the other day to someone else, but Jesus didn't sit inside a synagogue in the Bible days or in a church and let people come to him and let the sinners come to him if they want to be saved or, you know, if they want to be fed, they come there. No, he got out and he walked the roads and he went from city to city and he met them where they were. Mm -hmm. And he was Jesus to the least of them. And that's what we that's what we strive to do is to be Jesus to the least of them and um, to be able to help them. So we, we want to do that. And uh, we have, you know, we have a house we've been praying for. And it's... You have a house picked out, We too, do. Right? We have a house picked out. And if you go to our Facebook page, it's The Glass Slippers Project in Kissimmee. Kissimmee. Um, you can see it. It's actually posted there at the house that we're praying for. It is, um, I think it's like 8,000 square feet. It'll house about 30 women. It's on four acres. 
it uh, it has everything. It has a swimming pool. It has a gym. It has tennis. Um, it's in a gated community so that it's, we can provide safety that uh, was for these girls. One of the things that when I spoke with your mother about mm-hmm. is I was really impressed with the fact that you had uh, you were taking women from one county, right? Putting them in another county, right? And then your ministry is out of yet a, a different, different county. county. And I right. thought, wow, that is awesome. Well, we are going to be rocking the whole state of Florida before it's over with. So um, we're, we're trying to really get around. But but it has to be that way yes, for it, the safety really of the ladies oh, that this, you're taking off the absolutely. street. Absolutely. Their safety is top priority um we the dr phil show came and did a filming with us and went out on the streets um to talk to some of the girls and there were some points that we asked him not to not to film not to get out of the car not to speak to them because their safety is priority to us and and that's what it's about it's not to me it's not about the show you know dr phil i love dr phil you know he's amazing (laughs) but regardless there's nobody coming before these girls. You know, no TV show, no nothing um, is going to sacrifice their safety at any point. And um, so that's that's our top priority. And yeah, so it has to be outside the city. It will never be a revealed location to anybody other than, you know, the staff that's there um, providing services and stuff. That uh, Yeah, but it has everything. And, and a lot of people that I've talked to, they're like, really, you know, do, do they need all that? I mean, they're coming from the streets, you know, so they really would be glad, you know, just to have a place to lay their head. Well, my thing is, is we're supposed to be Jesus to the least of them. So I feel like, you know, we're there to provide uh, them, you know, with the stepping stone that they need to regain their life back Mm -hmm. and to make them whole and um to show them the how good the god is that we serve and and i'm sorry you know if if you if you think that you know then i apologize but to me i serve a great god you know and he can provide everything that these women need and they deserve to know that while they're picking up the pl- the pieces of their life, that they can focus on themselves in a nice place, you know, some place that they've never that they've never been. That you know, some of these these women, some of these girls that are coming off the street, will have never even darted the door of a house that nice, right. you know. And so it's important. It's important. You know, it shows a lot. It tells a lot about the God that we serve. You know, that He can provide and He can He can take care of everything. And so it's important for these girls to live in a place like that and first of all the safety you know that that place would provide mm-hmm. um is is the main is i'm the on main their point. facebook page and i'm looking at a picture of the house and mm-hmm. man it it's is beautiful immaculate it? it's amazing it's gorgeous and it would be just like the father to provide something that's right that, that nice. nice that's right you yeah. know i mean it's not nice as in gaudy you know it's uh you know um a beautiful I don't know, place. like a it's a, like a ranch style yes. house. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. Yeah, and so with that, we've we've lined up a lot of people. We have um, my husband is a certified personal trainer. 
Um, so he has volunteered to volunteer his time a few times a week. He's also a black belt in Kempo Martial Arts. And so he um, has volunteered his time when we get the house open to be able to come over and teach these women uh, fitness, aerobics, and self-defense. Self-defense. So Amen. that they, they will <laughs> never have to be in the situation that they're coming from. And I just want to say, you know, people might have judgments of women of the streets Mm -hmm. and um i almost became a prostitute when i was 14. Mm -hmm. i lived on the streets and it was so easy to get wrapped up into right um i was yeah you're just trying to survive i was living on the streets and there was this woman who befriended me Mm -hmm. and she said um you can come you and your friend kathy can come stay at my place rent free don't worry about it you can pay me rent you know once you get jobs and blah 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 blah. and so we stayed there for about two months and it was a beautiful house mm-hmm. baby grand piano in the living room i mean gorgeous house and um i never asked her really what she did for a living i was 14 you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um she finally said to me one day she said um you owe, you owe me rent, you owe me big time. And and I said, well, yeah, I told you when, when we get jobs, we'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. And she said, um, she said, I know a way that you can make money. And she said, um, I want you to be a prostitute. And I was like, what? And she said, the guy that comes and picks me up in that Rolls Royce, what do you think, like, how do you think I have, you know? And I just, I had never put it all together, but here, you know, I was indebted to her, mm-hmm. not even realizing that what I was getting into, right. I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult to break away from that. And for that, you know, so I can see how how easy it is to fall into something like that right. and what a, a trap, an entrapment that it can be. Right, and especially if you're um, hooked on drugs, you know, first. You know, and then you're just trying to do whatever uh, to, I get, was, yeah. to get I've your been, next. I'm in recovery now 26 years, but I oh, was in congratulations. drugs. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is easy. And, you know, and, um, in this area that we're in, it's totally mind-boggling, the, the things that go on, you know, and because it's such a controversial issue here because of Disney yeah, and, I was gonna say and Universal so and, you know, all of the theme parks and, oh, this is supposed to be the happiest place on earth, right. you know, but on that back street, you have people that live, you know, their worst nightmare every day. You know, I mean, uh, Orlando, Central Florida area, is the third largest in the nation for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. Um, you know, and there's, you know, right before we got down here, there was, uh, my mother was going to a church, and there were two children that, you know, were running down the street, you know, and their their mother had sold them into prostitution, you know, as a, as a child. Uh, one was nine and one was 11. And, I, you know, I've talked to thousands of people since I've been here and they're like, what? You know, no, I mean, how does that happen? You know, why aren't the, you know, the authorities called? What are, you know, why is nobody doing about this? Because everybody's turning a blind eye, you know, and it really takes people like us that don't mind 
getting dirty, you know, and going to the streets and, you know, and, and dealing with the issue, you know, because we don't have a nice cushiony office that we can sit back from and just tell everyone else what to do or what to believe or, you know, what's really going on. You know, we, we're actually on the streets with these girls. You know, we know them by name. You know, we can pick them out. You know, we see them all the time. And um, so we just we, we want people to be aware of the situation, what really goes on here, what really is happening, you know, all over the world, you know, that, that is what really is going on. And um, to be able to provide help for for these for these girls and for these women you know we can't our facility won't house you know minors but if we can get them off the street then they you know they can be taken care of you, can you know find a place mm-hmm. for them. and um it's easy to you know that they're just selling their kids you know because they're hooked on drugs they don't know what's going on you know and it's it's easy because the state is you know especially like with foster care and stuff they're so backed up you know they don't have enough foster parents to house all these kids and so they let whoever you know the parent that goes up there and says hey you know i i, I can't take care of my kid no more you know but my friend you know joe here he says he can provide a safe providing you know home for him so he can have them and they're like okay just sign here joe Right. You know, and, and so, you know, he pays her, you know, cash money to um, be able to house, quote unquote, her child and um, and turns them in to the prostitution. And they get started really, really young. Hmm. You know, we're out there on the street. You know, we've met. Um, I met in Tampa. We went to an event with uh Oh my gosh. Was that the washing of the feet? That was. It was Ooh. the washing of the feet. And um, my my husband um, got to wash the feet of a 15-year-old prostitute um, that was living on the street in Tampa. And so it's, you know, it's very, it's sad, you know, just because, you know, she didn't have any education. You know, he was talking to her about, you know, was she in school? And she was like, no, but, you know, I heard it's a really nice place. I'd really like to go there someday. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's 15 years old. She should be in school. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and this is 2014. Who doesn't go to school? Right. You know, and she's like, no, I hear it's a nice place. You know, I really want to go there someday. You know, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking. You know, that there are, you know, kids that live in this day and age that are on the streets um, on our Facebook page because uh, we do a lot, you know, with the girls. But we also do a lot with the homeless. Um, there's a film, a documentary film called Take Me Home. It's about an hour long. It was filmed here in Orlando. It would blow your mind. If you haven't got a chance to look at it, I would encourage you to look at it. With it Rick with rick it it would definitely change your view of of what homelessness really is and um so i encourage you you know listeners to look at it go on the facebook page check it out it's called take me home and i look at that but it's it's mine it's mind-boggling the things that actually go on that nobody it's like nobody is looking at it's just like their head is in the air and their nose is in the sky and as long as they don't see it it doesn't exist and we're just you know we're here to take it to the streets and and to let everyone know no just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist you know it's it's a huge problem here it's a very big issue the homelessness um the human trafficking like i said third largest in the country um 
the um, there's like a hundred thousand kids that are homeless in the central Florida area that are living on the streets in cars or out of hotels that are within school age. You know, I have two kids, and like I said, I'm from a small town, so it, the, this whole trip has been, you know, mind-blowing for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I went to register my kids for school, and on the form, there's actually a place for you to check if you're homeless. Yes. If your kids are homeless. And I'm like, are you serious? I mean, that's not a wake-up call to all these people here. Like, the issue is so big that you have to put a mark it, it, check on here form. if, if yeah. you're homeless you know I'm like that doesn't make any sense to me you know how nobody's doing anything about it and you know and the thing is is you have a, I will say you know there are lots and lots of churches here that do provide um, food and water and you know services like that but shelter is shelter is mm-mm. nope um, shelter is not going to happen <laughs> um, there's three large ones here in the area but they all charge and I'm I'm like are you serious they're homeless how are they gonna how are they gonna pay you and you have to have an ID right and you have to have an ID there's a whole racket going yes, on with I mean that. honestly yeah. I probably couldn't even qualify to stay there you know if <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um so yeah it's it's really it's really bad but you know the food and stuff is good it's wonderful that people are taking their hard-earned money and you know and putting towards that because they do need food and um but my thing is is what they really need is to get back on their feet you know they need that extra hand to be able to say you know hey here you know i'll help you get your id you know i'll help you get mm-hmm. a job you don't know how to make a resume i'll teach you you know you need an, a you, you need a, um, an outfit to wear for an interview right. i'll give you that you need a place to shower yeah i'll provide a place to shower um so we have that you know because i mean like if you feed you know like that old saying you know if you feed a, a man but if you teach him how to fish, fish then you know he'll eat forever or whatever yeah. it, it's like that you know they're they're just servicing the um the wound i guess instead of really putting ointment on it to cure it uh-huh. and um so we want eventually to we have a building that we've been walking around and praying for so uh down on obt and um they we were told a couple of months ago that they were going to tear it down because the owner he's just tired of dealing with it and the city was trying to condemn it and he just didn't want nothing to do with it and so we tried to you know we prayed about it and the lord has promised it to my mother and um, so I have no doubt that we will have that building. And um, he was it was scheduled to be uh, demolitioned, like torn down a month or so ago. And we drove past it the other day. It's still standing, mm-hmm. you know, because I, like I said, the Lord promised that to my mother. And I've grown up knowing that what God says God does, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we will have that building and that is going to be the future home of uh, the Orlando Dream Center uh, where people that are on that street and, and from all cities around, you know, can come there and get a hot meal, um, a shower, some clothes, help with resumes, life coaching classes uh, to be able to hear the word and just to get loved on, you know, and to be able to uh get loved on so that they can provide help for their self and and for their family and um you know we'll have phones there for them to be able to call their family and um mailboxes because a a, a huge issue is you know a lot of these guys that are on the streets and a lot of these women that are on the streets it's an id issue 
but they don't have the proper paperwork to get their ID, but they can't get the proper paperwork without their ID. Um, so, and so they need help with that. It's just a, it's an endless it's a cycle. Vicious cycle. <laughs> and um, so yeah, you, have, you have to have you a have permanent, permanant address, address to get a and driver's so license. And so we we hope to offer um, PO boxes for them to be able to use to have an address. You can't use they won't allow you to use the PO box. Oh. Well, we'll figure something out. Yeah, you'll figure out something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we we hope to have that up and running within the, within a year, and then we're working for the house for the girls, for the women to be able to take them off the streets. And right now we have um, a rose ministry where we go once a month um, for our safety and for the girls' safety. Uh, we're only allowed to we only allow ourselves to go once a month because you can't go down there every day and be seen and um, you know talking to these women all the time and you know it's just going to cause a lot of issues a lot of safety issues you know for both of us and so we go down once a month in different cars and you know we take turns and so it's never really the same set of people um, in in different cars and stuff and we go and we we take long stem roses and what we've learned is that you know these women they're on the streets and they're so cold towards love you know and because of their situation the drugs and the prostitution and it means nothing to them you know it's, it's just sex it doesn't you know, no it's no no affection whatever but human nature you crave love and so these girls they they get nothing but bad attention all day long you know beat up cussed out you know criticized put down no one ever takes time to even just walk up to them and say you know what honey you're beautiful you know you have an amazing smile you have beautiful eyes you know you can really turn this around you know and and it um i'm sorry but you can't human nature you can't resist love and um it, it, you're just drawn to it and so we take these roses and we take um, bottles of water and we take sack lunches and um, we take condoms, you know, because the girls, they're, they're expensive and, you know, we want to provide safety for them. And so, like I said, you know, before, their safety is our utmost priority. I think uh, next month we actually have a pharmacist that is going to um, provide needles for us because heroin is a very rampant drug here and needles are very expensive and um you know and so it's it's for their safety you know and you know you just protect them until they're ready to come off the street you protect them and give them what they need until they can until the lord draws them to come off the street and so it's it's very it's very touching. But yeah, we do, and we take them in. And these girls, you know, they, some of them have been on the street. Um, you know, our friend Sheila here, she's been on the street for ten years, and you know, and she can tell you she'll she'll tell you in a minute a lot about what really happens and what goes on in the streets. But these girls, they don't. The I mean, the last time they bought were bought flowers, 
probably they don't even remember next to never yeah <laughs> and so it means it means so much that you know someone just took time and these aren't like business hours we're out there you know right. these are these are like a.m. hours you know like we start at nine o'clock at night and we end probably two or three o'clock in the morning you know and we're out on the street walking the streets and driving up and down and you know and just getting out and talking to these girls and loving on them and telling them you know they don't have to do this there is another way you know that they can come and go through our program and and um and find a different way we are a faith-based program obviously um but we don't we just love on them and we we are Jesus to them, you know, and if if it leads them to a Christian life or if the Lord draws them in that direction, then great, you know, but if it doesn't, at least they got the help that they needed, you know, to go on and to live a productive life, you know, for themselves or for their children or, you know, whoever it is that is in their life at that time. And um, I was going to tell you about some of the different programs that we were going to offer at the house. It is a 12 to 18 month program. And the girls would come there. They would absolutely have to go through uh, detox, through counseling, through um, drug rehab, because they're all on something. And um, so they would have to go through that. And uh, we have a connection there where, especially if it's heroin, they can stay a little bit longer for the detoxing system. Mm-hmm. And then they would come there. We have counselors, Christian counselors lined up that would come and do, excuse me, different classes for them. Um, we have a beautician, a set of beauticians, actually, that would come out once a month and pamper these girls, um, do their hair and their makeup, teach them how to do their hair and their makeup, you know, because some of they've not had that. You know, some of these right. girls were on the streets and, you know, didn't know their mothers or, you know, never had that connection with another female to help them or to teach them about, into society yeah, about, in that way. about feminine hygiene or, you know, how to do their makeup and, you know, how to dress and stuff like that. So we, we're very excited to be able to offer that to them and just to be able to pamper on them for a little bit. And um, like I said, my husband's going to teach fitness and um, self-defense. And then we have another guy that is coming in. He's a life coach. He is going to teach them life coach life skills, you know, how to balance a checkbook, how to grocery shop, how to get deals, the best, you know, deals possible as far as grocery shopping and clothes and stuff like that. And coupon, gonna, yeah, coupon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and um to be able to teach them how to cook so that they can cook uh, for themselves or for their kids, um, healthy, nutritious meals. And uh, then we have someone from a college, a local college, that's going to come in and teach GED classes there at the facility uh, because they're not allowed to leave. I I will say that. They're not in prison. If it is, please sign me up. Um, (laughs) But they're not in prison, but they aren't allowed to leave. Uh, That's privileges that they'll have to earn at later dates when, you know, throughout their stay. But it's really for their safety, you know, and for ours, you know, you can't have them in and out like that. And um, but they do get to stay there. Everything is provided for them free of charge. Um, they don't have to pay anything, never have to pay anything back. And um, we just we get to love on them for a while. And um, so we will help them build resumes. The lady from the college, she will come and teach GD classes if they need that so that they can get their education while they're there, um, get their high school diploma or their GD, whichever one, and um, be able to help build resumes, teach a computer class for these girls so that they can be, you know, on a roll whenever they get out and get on their own 
And um, so we're very, very excited about everything that God's doing and how he's going to use us to bless others and to, to really turn it around for these girls. You know, we're just really, really happy that we get to be the ones that he uses to be able to uh, bless so many others here. And, you know, we don't want to just keep it here. Um, eventually down the road when we get this one established, we want to take it to other places. We want to take one and go to California and and start one there, you know, and, and take one to Miami or take one to Texas. We want this to be, you know, a chain effect uh, for, for our nation, for the world, to be able to, to, to nip it in the bud about this problem. So um, if you want... Um, I'd like to introduce our friend Sheila. She's um, actually a recovering prostitute. She's been on the streets for 10 years. She is going to tell you, and Trish is going to ask, um, you're going to ask her some of the questions that, you know, maybe that you have that everybody's wondering, you know, what <laughs> what really goes on in the streets. Uh, so, I mean, I've seen a lot of them, but um, it would be, I think it would be better for her to, for her to tell it. Okay and what these girls really go through. Yeah, don't rush. I can I can edit out the dead time. Yeah, don't uh, rush. Don't put them over there. I won't be able to oh. I'll forget them. Hi, I'm Sheila. Thank you for having me. I'm very blessed to be here. Thanks for coming and, and talking to us. I know it's not an easy thing to discuss. No, it's not. And unless you've actually experienced some of the things that I have, there's no way you can even begin to comprehend what it's like. How did you end up on the street? By losing everything. Um, I was in a, a very horrible car accident. I literally died twice, and God brought, God saved me for some reason. Um, not too long after that, my mother died. My husband divorced me and took my kids and put me in jail. When I got out of jail, I had no place to go except for the street, and it was very frustrating. And once you get to a certain point, you lose everything. You see, there's, you feel like there's no way out, and you hit bottom. And it's very difficult to overcome. How do you survive from one day to the next while you're out? Exactly, by taking it one day at a time. Sometimes it's minute by minute. So you can't, you don't plan? Like, you know how most people say, well, when, when I'm such and such age, I have this planned, or <laughs> I have a three-year, five-year, ten-year plan. Or Life is what happens to you while you're making other plans. So you just go day to day. You have to go day by day. Whatever God has for you is what, you know. I mean, I. it took a long time for me to be spiritually evolved to where I am now. I mean, when you're out there, you're like, where is God, man? Why is this happening to me? What have I done to deserve this? You know, and you feel like you're not worthy. And once you get accustomed to something, you feel that that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, if you're brought up by beatings and, and abuse, then that's what you think is normal. Right. Um, so it's difficult to accept somebody touching you and not flinching. I mean, if you're used to getting hit, 
then somebody comes at you to, to give you a hug, you're going to duck. And it's a natural response. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, I hugged the two of them and I shook your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did notice that, and thank you. Um, I would have hugged you, but that's I, I've, I've evolved to the point where I can pretty much, I will duck if, if you come up behind me. Um, and, and I do suffer from PTSD. Or, um, That's right, PTSD, yeah, post-traumatic um, stress mm -hmm. syndrome. Because of the abuse that I've endured. Um, <clears throat> now are you thinking about, I mean, are you, you're off the streets now? Yes, I do have a place to live now, yes. Um, by God's grace, I've been at this um, particular location on and off for the last four years. Um, I'm safe, I have a... a food to eat, a place to lay my head and take a bath and get on my feet. What about your family? Are you reconnecting with your family? Yes, within the last two years I've uh, been reestablishing a, a relationship with my father and my children. Um, you can't see her face light up, but her face is lighting up. I, I, I can see it. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm so blessed to have my father back in my life. And I try to contact my children, and it's based on when my husband allows me to speak to my sons. They're now 15 and 18. And it's really heartbreaking to not be able to have contact with my children. Mm -hmm. They were blessings from God, and to have that blessing taken away mm -hmm. is more than mother should have to endure. <clears throat> Excuse me. God will repair that, sister. I promise you. Uh, he's already in the pro it. It's already in the process. Yes, I promise yep. you. Because uh, take it from me, I, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, been married three times, three different, you know, um, relationships with kids and and god has has brought it all first full circle that's amazing but this is not about me but i i no. just i'm with you and i feel your heartbreak Absolutely. i really really do we were just talking about that before you came here yes uh i my youngest daughter i have four children and my youngest daughter um through my first ex <clears throat> I just don't, she doesn't know me and I don't know her and she has three, I have three grandsons that I know a little bit of the first two, mm -hmm. but, um, and God will repair it. I know he will. Yes. And I, I am confident that um, my relationships will be restored also. They will. I'm very proud of both of them. I hear different snippets from my father. Um, he does, he, my father's 86 years old and he does have time once in a while when he does is allowed to see him. My, my ex-husband will bring them. He lives in Lakeland, and they live. In, we live in Orlando, mm -hmm. and he will take them over and, and, and they'll visit. And then I get the you get the scoop from the your scoop dad. From my right. father. Yeah, yes. that's but, awesome. But the question I was going to ask is <clears throat> where you were. All right, and if it wasn't for Joanne and her daughter, you'd probably still be there. We met her on the Rose Ministry. Yeah, we met yes, the Rose they they brightened my day. I was yeah. sitting there. I just prayed, God, please, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. And next thing I know, this van pulls up, and, and out jumps Joanne, and they hand me his long, beautiful long stem red roses. And I love roses. That's my favorite flower. And gave me a little care package, and I looked inside. There's a sandwich and some, some little cheese crackers. And, I, and don't forget something sweet, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and a handful of condoms. And that's a blessing. 
and that's that's a total blessing. And it took everything that I've endured to actually be able to see and uh, the blessings when they do come now. I mean, there's girls out there that that don't actually know how to to, to see the blessings, and that's really sad. I mean, somebody asked me about something, and I said, "Look, I said, I, what I've endured is nowhere near close to what Jesus endured. So who am I to cry about it? Okay? But when I'm out there and I've been I've been beaten and raped and and had guns held to my head, and I'm questioning where's God, and I, I'm telling this story to somebody um, like two or three weeks ago, I said, "Well, you know what? I'm alive to tell about it. That's where God's at." I'm still here to look you in the eye and tell you what I experienced, and I'm still alive to tell about it. That's where God was And at. that's why you're there, your testimony. And if I can help that's one right. person with any of my testimonies, then it was really all worth it. Absolutely. And that's basically why I'm here, because if I can reach out to someone and help them the way somebody had reached out to me when I was in my darkest moment and ready to jump off that bridge in front of the fast-moving truck, then I'll, I'm more power, you know. It's, I, I'm I'm blessed to be here, blessed and favored. I think you've been more of a blessing to us. <laughs> you figure that? I, I, I just <laughs> I just gonna say uh, I am honored that you're here in GSR Studios. I really am. Thank and we you. we hear a lot of testimonies, and um, I'm just taken back by the fact that you're uh, an actual live survivor I am of the streets and, yes. and that you are a true walking miracle and a, and a, a display of God's power mm. and I'm just honored that you're here thank you I'm, I really, I'm really also am. honored thank you and uh, thank you very much because you know we ask a lot of people to come give their testimony and not everybody says yes yeah. but you have some courage and um, I've, I gave it a lot of thought when I, after I had met Joanne God spoke to me, and I, I thought a lot about it. And when she actually told me that I was being filmed on camera for the Dr. Phil show, I immediately broke into tears. Oh my God, my father! Yeah. Please don't show my face, my father, because I'm worried about the embarrassment that it will cause him. And now I spoke. I have spoken with my father since then, and informed him that I'm doing this this radio show, and I want you to listen so that you will have. A heads up as to what the topic's going to be because the stories are not pretty. Right. Okay. And I'm not proud of what I've had to endure, but the the means to right. the end. Right. Well, the means to the end. Jesus is using you to hit someone that was where you are. Exactly. Or were. And and I know that that's why I've endured everything Absolutely. that I've endured. And there's no better. So that I can reach out and help somebody. Right. Exactly. And they put God put Joanne in my path specifically for this and yes, I know that and believe that Absolutely. that's why I'm here because I was chosen and I know that amen amen that's right amen too and I ask God all the well not all the time but sometimes says who am I that you chose me to exactly do this? exactly am I really worthy obviously I am he feels that I am uh-huh. amen I mean she spoke uh, they've been speaking about the houses and things that's been one of my dreams for years I've had that very same dream of wanting to be involved and no way to actually accomplish that goal. 
now I can be a part of that goal with the help of us, you know, with with the help of Joanne. God's assembling and, the team. And yes, yeah. and I'm and I'm going to be on a very powerful team, and I'm very yeah. blessed and, and happy for that. That's that's definitely a blessing because I'm one of those that if you're hungry and you come to me and you say I'm hungry, I'm going to get you something to eat. I've I've taken clothes and toiletries and. Uh, if I have my own place, I, you're allowed to come in and take a shower. The only thing I ask is don't steal from me. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is ask, and I'm going to give it to you if I haven't already. Mm-hmm. And most of the people out there know that about me. And I do get taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. there comes a time when you have to draw a line. You yep. know, you can't help everybody, and yep. and it's just it's really saddening. Um, and you try to help somebody, and they they tell you what they think you want to hear, so that they can get whatever they can get out of you. Mm-hmm. And it's all about helping me, 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 me. You know, it's like, well, excuse me. You know, I can only do so much, and I'm it, my hands are tied. If I don't have a place to lay my own head, how am I supposed to give you one? And, it, and it's heartbreaking. It really is. And that's but why it's so important that um, uh, <clears throat> God is assembling ministries. And we talked about this on on uh, Pastor Johnny's show is yes, about that God is quickening the timing of right. things that would have took years are now taking months, days. And uh, he's assembling all these different ministries, our ministry, your ministry, and we're all coupling hands and, and joining together to, to accomplish a common goal because it's going to take that urgency to get it done. Mm-hmm. As it should be. That Absolutely. We all to, as, that we were all brought together. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's it was right. a, all a God thing. Oh, definitely, definitely. It. Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so well, session sixty-one. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, I thought, how could you upstage Joanne? But geez. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I had sp- spoke to her about. It's like, how do I follow that? Here's oh, kind word. of a fun fact, though. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Joanne was uh, session sixty. Yes. And uh, I just liked your Facebook page, and I was like number 60 okay. <laughs> how about that all right i don't know just a fun fact you know so not that i was prophetic or anything up. well i certainly hope that i can touch someone with what i've said there and give is them hope. oh you better believe give them it. hope because that's why you're here somebody reached out to me and if i can reach out to somebody because i've actually experienced these things and like i said before if you haven't actually experienced the the specific Mm-hmm. It's, it, there's no way you can even begin to comprehend nope. what a person goes through and how you wind up. Have you ever put in your story in writing? No, sir. Well, just like a, a chronological events, you know, just uh, I encourage you to do that. Put pen to paper and just write chronological events for your testimony because I know it's such a, a vast testimony like every, we have. And you may have to shave certain parts of it for certain people. You know, certain people may need this part of your testimony and you may need this part of the testimony for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So if you put those chronological events, best you can remember them and and God will quicken your memory Mm -hmm. uh, for things. And you go, oh, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. 
<laughs> and it'll be amazing. Your eyes will be open. I, I had to do that with my own testimony, and I came up with like five pages, which I had to five you know pages. whittle down. You, you don't know, have but, enough time for. <laughs> you know exactly. That's right. So um, keep I'm your testimony. I was given up at birth. So I have major abandonment issues. Yeah. Okay, but the, but the family that I was adopted by, they are my they are my family. My mother's passed now, and it's that was the, one of the worst experiences of my life. I, I'm still not over it, and I never will be. Okay, but I was totally blessed when my birth mother, she didn't even hold me, okay, and she gave me up for adoption. Uh, and she, God put the bricks into my life, and I'm, I wish I knew then what I know now. Um, th- things would have been a whole lot different, and I'm, I'm very blessed and from, from birth on. Amen. Well, your heavenly Father will give you the affirmation that you seek. Yep, He will. You know, if your father doesn't do it, your mother doesn't do it. The heavenly Father will do it. Mm-hmm. Promise. Yes, he will. Amen. Wow. Yes. Amen. Woo! This is good. Yeah. This has really been good. Thank you again for coming. You're very welcome. Yes. Thank you for having you. me. Thank you very Thank you. much. Thank you. It's meant a lot to me to be able to reach out to somebody. And um, uh, please like their Facebook page, the uh, Glass Slipper Project Kissimmee, and go on there and look at the house that they're believing for. And, you know, they've got a goal on there of raising $50,000. And they're, you know, just whatever you can do, a dollar, you know, give, uh, as they say, the cost of a meal on there. Mm -hmm. You know, how much do we spend at McDonald's, you know, in a week? So, or date night, going a date out on night. A Friday anything, night date night. Anything That's helps, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got to band together and make this happen, you know. Uh, so uh, go on there and and like their page and support them, and they're in the trenches. We you need know. your help. We sit yeah. behind the microphone, but we're not in the trenches like they are, and we support our our folks in the trenches. That's for sure. Yes. So. Well, that wraps it up for Session 61. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Trish. God bless. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Real cool cat, never lukewarm. But still burn your stage down when I perform. And if you entertain, I hope you entertain. These supernatural thoughts I'm putting in your brain. How he died, then he rose up. So instead of going down, it goes up. He show out when we show up. And if some life was in here with me, then you already know what's up. With our L's in the air, swinging them around like we just don't care. Probably cause we don't. You thinking we gon' stop, silly rabbit? We won't. This is more than a movement, it's a lifestyle, something that you should be in tune with. And I put on for the B-A-Y, dominating on purpose every D-A-Y. I ain't turning down nothing but my cop. Want that truth? Holla. I'm trying to give it to the world before it burn up. I only know one way. Turn up. 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 Play, get cool. You ain't gotta live like what he say, it's true. And I be like, and I be like, hey, do you? Oh, I'm doing too much, watch me turn up times too. Mr. California Bear, my breeze so rare. Next in line to the king, so you can call me your heir. Plus, I'm trying to be a modern day pop. Ready again with me.
can say rah. And if you know me, then you know that I stay fly. Faithfully loving, yeah, way keep his name high. Swim, swimming pool full of faith, took a nosedive. DBGSPH is the motto that I go by. Dream big, grind smart, pray, pray, pray hard. Dealing hope is my night and my day job. Cause helping others prosper eternally is my answer. When asked what's the passion that burns in me, yeah, I ain't turning down nothing but my cow. Want that truth? I'm trying to give it to the world before it burn up. I only know one way. Turn up. Turn up. Turn Now let me break it down so it's forever broken Got that from the homie word, keep your ears open See when I say the turn up is real It just mean that I'm not gonna just sit back and chill It just mean that instead of being passive and quiet I'll ignite the excitement, enticing a riot I Hype man for the king, eat a rock star Like stay flashing, cop car Head high, head high, ride low, ride low. Kick fear to the curb, curb. tie bow ah. He the one that I ride for He ghost ride so we go wherever I go, I go. And if you ain't know, now you educated Feeling like Marvin Sapp never would've made it Cause my chances were slim like Philmo My life with his blood was spilled for So I say, I ain't turning down nothing but my cow Want that truth? I'm trying to give it to the world before it burn up I only know one way, turn up, turn up